0: Today is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. On this day in 2005, television personality, businesswoman, and white-collar criminal Martha Stewart was released from prison. She'd been confined there for almost five months on charges of insider trading. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the incarceration and release of celebrity Martha Stewart. Let's go back to Alderson, West Virginia on March 4, 2005 at around midnight. It had been almost five months since prisoner number 55170-054, nicknamed M. Diddy by her fellow inmates, had entered the facility. After having her life completely upended, returning to the outside world felt almost anticlimactic. She stepped out into the freezing West Virginia air with relief. Though it was dark outside, somehow everything seemed just a little bit brighter. She took her time walking across the parking lot, feeling the cold wind on her face. Stewart wasn't exactly free, per se, as she still had five months of house arrest to look forward to. But now, at least she wouldn't be forced to consume food that had expired before Y2K or make improvised jam out of the local crabapple trees so she could eat something halfway decent. Her time behind bars was brief and not very glamorous. She didn't go into too much detail to the press, but she did release a statement via her website expressing gratitude for the lessons she learned. You can be sure that I will never forget the friends that I met here, all that they have done to help me over these five months, their children, and the stories they have told me. Someday, I hope to have the chance to talk more about all that has happened, the extraordinary people I have met here, and all that I have learned. It was just over a half hour from Alderson Federal Prison Camp to Greenbrier Valley Airport. Stewart's prison was chosen because it was supposedly inaccessible to the press, but reporters managed to get there anyway. Anyway, a media circus followed her to the airport where she was scheduled to take off via private jet. Journalists stayed close behind even on the tarmac. Pictures captured Stuart on her walk up to the plane, smiling and waving to the cameras that trailed her. She was back in her element, poised at even the most stressful of times. Still, there was a certain relief in her eyes when she turned to disappear into the cabin. She looked more than ready to head back to her winter home in Bedford, New York, and decompress. Relaxation wasn't all she'd be doing, however. Intense questions swirled around her return. Would she be able to recover from the PR disaster? Was her career as a television personality over? Stewart had no intention of disappearing. One of the conditions of her new home confinement was that she would be allowed to spend 48 hours a week at her office. She intended to use every minute of it to get her professional life back on track. But whether that was even possible remained to be seen. Coming up, we'll explore why Stewart went to prison and the effect it had on her career after she was released.
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
0: You discover their practices, seek their advice, and let yourself become more vulnerable than ever before. They have the ability to heal what the doctors can't, or so they say. Hi listeners, it's Vanessa from the Parcast series, Cults. Be sure to check out our four-part special on Miracle Healers airing right now. Meet figures from around the world who claimed powers and pushed remedies but harbored more sinister intentions. You don't want to miss it. And if you're looking for more episodes on the most radical and deadly groups in history, tune in to Cults every Tuesday. From Jim Jones and the People's Temple to Charles Manson and the Manson Family to Keith Raniere and Nexium you'll uncover the unscrupulous methods used to turn bright-eyed recruits into die-hard believers. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Cults, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be with a personalized plan and expert coaching anytime fitness can help make the gym less frightening get more for your gym membership than machines get personalized support anytime anywhere visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today terms conditions and restrictions apply see website for details
0: now back to the story on march 5th 2005 Martha Stewart was released from prison after serving five months for conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and lying to federal investigators amidst a 2001 scandal involving a company known as ImClone Systems. On December 28th of that year, news broke that a cancer drug called Erbitux was being rejected by the Food and Drug Administration. The corporation that designed the drug, ImClone Systems, had seemed promising to many investors before the sudden announcement. Overnight, the company experienced a sharp decrease in stock value. But someone had seen it all coming the day before. When it came out that Martha Stewart, friend of ImClone CEO Samuel Waxel, had sold around 4,000 shares of stock on December 27th, she was accused of insider trading. Stewart, it seemed, had dumped her stock, knowing that its value was about to tank before the information became public. Waxel, who had also unloaded a number of shares before the announcement, was arrested in June of 2002. He pleaded guilty that October. Stewart was indicted by a federal grand jury in June of 2003, alongside her former broker from Merrill Lynch, Peter Bukanovic. He was responsible for giving her the advice that led to the sale. After a highly publicized six-week trial, both Stewart and Bakanovic were found guilty. They were sentenced to five months in prison, five months of house arrest, and two years probation. Many speculated that it would be the end of Martha Stewart's career as a television personality and remain a permanent stain on her record. In the days following the conviction, the cynics seemed to be proven right. Stewart received immediate professional repercussions, including having her show, Martha Stewart Living, pulled from CBS and UPN affiliates. It was almost immediately put on indefinite hiatus. She also quickly resigned as CEO and chairman of the board of her own company, Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia, because her conviction barred her from serving as an officer of a public company. Stewart was released to house arrest 16 years ago today, but rapidly grew frustrated by her confinement again. She complained that the ankle bracelet she was forced to wear irritated her skin. She even claimed that she learned how to dismantle hers by watching internet videos, a statement that made her publicist visibly nervous. On the other hand, her sentence was fairly light compared to Sam Waxel, who was barred from serving as the CEO of any publicly traded company for life, in addition to seven years in prison. He was released in 2009, over four years after Martha Stewart had begun her public rehabilitation. And rehabilitate she did. Defying expectations, she returned to daytime television with The Martha Stewart Show and a spin-off of The Apprentice, both in September of 2005. She has written an astounding total of 97 books and had new shows hit the airwaves as recently as 2020. But her prison time will never entirely leave her. A character in the hit Netflix series Orange is the New Black was directly inspired by her incarceration, and it has been a frequent question in interviews. In 2017, Stewart contradicted her earlier words about prison being a life-affirming experience. She has since described it as a miserable time that she wishes to distance herself from. When asked if she felt like it was an opportunity for growth, she said... It's a horrible experience. Nothing is good about it, nothing. One thing I do not ever want is to be identified, or I don't want that to be the major thing of my life. It's just not fair. In interviews, Stewart has stated that she still has a ceramic creche that she made in prison that she puts out every year for Christmas. She went from being a millionaire to a millionaire prisoner and back to being just a millionaire again. Her comeback may be the stuff of legend, but it comes with an asterisk. When you build your career on your personality, everything you are becomes part of your reputation, even your darkest moments. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Andrew Messer, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.